Welcome to episode 121 of the TBR Now podcast. Um, we're the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter and Instagram at tdrexplorer, on YouTube at tdrexplorer, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash tdrexplorer, and anywhere else that you can plug in tdrexplorer, we're probably there. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Patricia. I take photos at the parks. Uh, I was eating food while blindfolded this week at the parks. And you can find me on Twitter at DreamSweetsLove and on Instagram under the same name. Um, but with me and with you, as always, is the guy that does basically everything. He's the one running all these different TDR Explorer places. And he has a new book that he just finished. A new book coming out, yeah. Right, so uh, Chris. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes, I am busy writing an ebook and picking out my lenses. My lens, no, lens cap. Remember last you week? Found, I did about you get losing... your lens cap? Yes, I did. I will talk about that Yay. In, <laughs> later. Yeah, I did find it though. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was very happy that I actually found it, even though it was Good. a piece of plastic, but you know, whatever. Yeah, um, it's important. I am one of your hosts, Chris, chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and I don't sleep, apparently. That's apparently what I don't do. We need sleep. <laughs> we don't need sleep. Um, and besides that, I'm also eating all the food at the park, because again, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, you can find me on my personal Twitter and Instagram at ExplorerNalgay, and that's Explorer, N-I-L-G-H-E. Whew. All right. So what are we talking about today? Um, <laughs> we got a few things. You know, it's it's one of those weeks. We're in the slow season. Um, but we actually have something really exciting to talk about. We're going to cover the news, of course, um, what's going on in the parks. And uh, we're going to talk about your trip to USJ and about Cool Japan 2018. Oh, I'm excited. Right. And on it. top of that, we got listener questions and all that stuff. But, you know. Let's get yes. to the good stuff. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yes. Well, before we get into the news, uh, really quick about our Patreon, because I know you love hearing all about our Patreon. <laughs> oh, we changed it, right? Yes, we are changing it for March, uh, beginning of March. So we're going to have some uh, a couple changes on our Patreon. So you can go and check those out. Um we don't have very many, like, we don't have any major changes, but that's okay. Uh, just little tweaks here and there just to give you more, to give you more. That's what we want to do. So uh, you can go check that out on uh, the Patreon website, patreon.com slash TDR now. But one of the things that we are keeping the same is the $15 level with our bonus episode every month. So that's not changing. So don't worry. Um... With the $15 level, you do get access to all our bonus episodes, all our past ones and all our future ones as well. And we will have our March one coming out uh, probably within the next week or two when we record it, <laughs> when we sit down and record it. So. <laughs> but yeah, again, uh, you can go check out uh, all the new perks on the web or on Patreon, patreon.com slash TDR now. And thank you so much. So, so, so much to everybody who's already contributing on there. You are so fantastic. And 
We love you. We love hearing from you and everything. And hello from the Catman again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that should be a thing. The Catman. That's your new nickname. The Catman. Well, then then we kind of need something for you. I don't know what to call you. Oh no. Hmm. Send us some suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Patricia needs a nickname. Try to be nice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, be nice, be nice. All right. Uh, let's talk about what's going on. What's going on? There's a lot of stuff. There's like a lot of news. There's um I feel like I've been talking about this ebook forever. I feel like I've been writing it forever. I feel like I haven't slept in forever. <laughs> <laughs> but there's but, there's news you have to announce. When is it coming out? Coming out on March 15th. So very soon. Yay! Very soon. I'm so excited to bring it. Uh, we'll bring it. <laughs> release it. Uh, it's been It's been a ton of work. It really has. But I've enjoyed it. Um... And I just, I, I'm hoping everybody loves it and it makes everyone's lives easier for planning the trip, their trip. And yeah, and it's also another way to support the website and the podcast uh, by buying the book. It was a labor of love. That's what it is. Um, I just finished the, the final draft today. Actually, I was writing it earlier today and I finished the final draft. I add some last minute changes because I'm never satisfied. <laughs> I was adding I was adding extra little bits here and there and stuff that I know that people have talked about or asked about many times over and I forgot to add it, so I went back and added it in the book cuz I want to make sure it's as close to perfection as I can get it. I know it's not going to be perfect cuz it's like my first time ever writing a something this big. Um but oh, I hope it's good enough. I really do. Very excited. I'm sure it'll be fantastic and where can they find it um it's gonna be right on the website um i don't have the url just yet i don't want to share that yet but uh we're gonna be selling it right through the website so uh it's gonna be very simple you can pay with paypal credit card all those things um it's not going to be available on amazon or anything like that yet um i might do that in the future but just for simplicity's sake it's going to be a pdf a downloadable pdf through the website cool 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 yeah i will uh once we get closer i'll have more information on the website I, like i have blog posts and stuff ready to go out uh, with all the details of the book so keep an eye out for that it'll be on the website it'll be on social media it'll be everywhere you won't miss it trust me i will make sure you don't <laughs> all right um <laughs> you were a little heated about this last I mean, week i don't know i don't know if i would call it heated you were heated. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm really disappointed, you know. Okay, so what okay. are you disappointed about? So there's like, like, there's like some changes to the annual pass at Tokyo Disney Resort. And like, the thing about the change is that it's not like, a, I don't know how to explain it. Like, there's a word in Japanese called like, bimyo, which means kind of like, not great, not terrible it's kind of whatever yeah it's kind of like whatever right and Mm. that's what these changes are it's not like like a groundbreaking change but it's just eh, enough 
to be annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, let's talk about what the change is. They're doing block out dates. So we only have one kind of annual pass. We have a, a two-park version, which includes both parks, and we have um, individual park annual passes, right? Um, but they both kind of, for the most part, do the same thing. You can go to the park during the year, and that's it. We don't get any perks. We don't get any, um, like, little gifts or anything. Like, every once in a while in a blue moon, they'll give you something when you renew your annual pass. But it's very rare, and it's not guaranteed, and it's not, like, something that we expect. Yeah. The only thing is that, like, if you have an individual park annual pass, you can go on, um, on like, days where the park hit capa- hits capacity. Like, but that's it. And then, um, so with the changes, the that... That one perk you would get with the one park pass is gone. You don't get that. You have some blockout dates, so you're not guaranteed that you can go for every day of the year. And here's the thing. Like, our annual passes are pretty expensive. So, like, the one thing you expect out of the annual pass is to be able to go when you want to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess for me, like, I've always had the two-park annual pass, so I couldn't go on capacity days. But... Really, like they're they're so far few and far in between that I wouldn't. Yeah, lately we don't hit capacity. I wouldn't a lot. be going on those days anyway, mm-hmm. unless there was a friend or family that was wanting to go, and that was the only day they could go. Right, like the events are not like what they used to be, where you had to go even if it was a capacity day. You're like, we gotta go no matter what. Let's go, let's go. It's gonna be so fun. You know, it's not like that anymore. So you don't have to go on capacity days, but. I, you know, if you have the single park pass, it was a nice, it was a, just like a nice thing to have with it, you know? Yeah. That block dates are really weird. I feel like there's not a lot of them, I guess because they're going to keep announcing them three months in advance, which is also kind of crappy. If you're going to announce block dates, do it a year in advance so people know before they buy the annual pass because you don't know maybe the people live in a different part of japan and they want to book a hotel and they book a hotel and then they find out oops it's blocked out i can't go to the parks it's kind of crappy right so there's that kind of like thing that's happening with that which is kind of weird that they don't announce what the dates are and then the dates seem to be like these random like saturdays but it's not always like on a busy season like golden week isn't included Christmas isn't included. It's like really weird blackout dates. We did a little digging on this, and the dates that we do know right now, one is during Obon. Right, in and August, that makes sense. Which I would makes understand sense, that. Yeah. Um, another is in October, the beginning of October, which is the health and sports days. Mm-hmm. And then November, um, which is Labor Day Thanksgiving here. Um, and then Christmas is kind of odd. Um, December 8th and 9th, and then 29th and 30th. Yeah, New Year's is, you can go. It's like really, it's really bizarre. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not too sure on their reasoning for some of the dates. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like definitely, I would not be going during Obon week. I've done it before, and I, eh. Well, certainly, you know, since we live here, like, I wouldn't go on those days anyway, because I can just go the next week. Yeah, but the thing, thing is, like, if we go, it's with family friends. Yeah. Who, that's when they have time off. Mm-hmm. So we have gone during Golden Week. We have gone during Obon. We have gone during Silver Week. And it's usually because friends are like, hey, we have the vacation off. Let's go and let's spend the day at the park. And we'll, And when we do go, we'll spend all day. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so we have we have done it during those days because like because we have kids and when you have kids, guess what? They have school during the week. So as an adult, yeah, I can go during the week whenever I want. But if I want to go with like my my family, um, they can't necessarily go during a weekday. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't like what they're doing. I wish they would offer like a like a two version or if you're going to do a blockout, like heavily block it out and do a heavy discount because the discount that we're getting for like these blockout dates is like 4,000 yen off, which quite frankly is nothing. Yeah, that's about $40. Yeah, you can buy like two lunches with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's really crappy, but it's just enough of a change to be annoying. It just make, it makes me wonder what they're doing, right? Like... What's going to happen in the future? Because clearly this isn't just the end of it. No, they're going to do more blockout dates for sure. Like more blockout dates. And I'm wondering, like they haven't announced anything changes to normal tickets. So like, are we going to see an increase in ticket prices? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Because last year we didn't have an increase. The last increase was in 2016. Yeah. I think if we're going to have price increases for day tickets... That they may have announced that already. They do things really last minute. Like, and another thing I don't like with this is that they announced it like really, really last minute. Like, because the change is coming up very quickly. And it's yeah. kind of like to pressure people to, oh, I better change now before the changes come. So to get a lot of people to renew their annual pass at one time. You know, so I don't like the tactics that they're using with this either. This must be one of their, like, their ways of starting to control crowds a little bit too. Because, yeah, I guess, like, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure one of the complaints, like, day ticket people would have is, like, the crowds. Crowds are pretty heavy. I don't know. Um, or, like, you know, the the uh, start, the start of um, starting to control them a little bit. I don't know. I don't work for OLC, so I have no idea. <laughs> Just yeah, a guess. I, I don't know if the people who work for OLC have any idea either, but... <laughs> I mean, I think, well, for sure my son is out. I'm I'm canceling his annual pass because... When he does go with his friends, it's probably on a weekend. So it would be just easier to buy him a day pass. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm kind of leaning in the same direction for me, which would be the first time like since we've lived here that we haven't had an annual pass. And I used to have like two separate park passes for many, many years. Like just recently in the past few years, I changed that. But I just I feel like at this point, a day ticket might be more worthwhile because we don't go as often as we used to go. There's not a lot of new events. And the weekend thing, when we do go with family that we go all day, it's usually on a Saturday or a Sunday on the weekend. And I don't know what's going to happen with that in the future. So it's a bummer. Wait and see, I guess. We'll, we can wait and see what they do in the future. It's just really crappy. <laughs> wait and see what happens. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If, if like the entertainment starts getting better... I think we'll like probably consider, but like as of right now, I don't know. So if you want to uh, check out uh, the details of the changes, we do have it right on the website. So just go to trxport.com. It's on it's on the front page there. You'll see it. You won't miss it. Trust us. Well, speaking of the 35th anniversary, I don't know if we even mentioned it, but hey, whatever. Um, we have to have had mentioned it before. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's been advertisements popping up around, well, Japan, basically. Um, these large advertisements for the 35th anniversary. So that there's, a big, nice. there's a big one at Maihama Station, which, you know, makes sense. 
Um, but there's also a really gigantic one in Shibuya right at the crossing. So there's a gigantic banner that says the you know, 35th anniversary of Tokyo Disney Resort and it has like, you know, the the logo and all the characters, like pretty, almost every character you can think of that they have at the resort is on that poster. It's actually quite nice. I like it. The design is very nice. It's a very clean design, I, I guess, because there's a lot of white on it. And I like the character costumes a lot. The character costumes are really good. Yes. The theme song is very, like, very suitable for a parade because it's obviously made for the parade. And it's very catchy, so I'm looking forward to that. I only caught what was in the 15-second advertisement. <laughs> I couldn't really hear much. Somebody put it on Twitter. Oh, did they? Yeah. I'll have to go look. I'll have to go look. But yeah, it, do, it does sound catchy. Um, I'm hoping it's a worthy replacement for Happiness is Here because I'm going to be very sad once that ends. Yeah, I'm sure the parade will be very nice. It's a five-year yes. parade, so. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is like a total tangent, but um, I was going through some old videos of mine that I recorded, mm-hmm. and my first trip of to Tokyo Disney was in 2010, and the I think it was the Jubilation Parade was still on. Yeah, I like Jubilation. I rem- Yeah, that was a really fun parade. I don't remember that parade at all, but I recorded the whole thing, apparently, and I was watching, and I was thinking, I don't remember this parade, but I was there because I recorded it. I was watching, and I'm like, oh, interesting. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, when it first came out. So the way the park used to do things is that it would have the new parade, and the parade would have its own music, and there would be a separate song that was specifically the anniversary song. And so that was opened for the 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary theme song was so, so good. It's one of my all-time favorite anniversary songs. And the parade uh, jubilation, so when they opened that, one of, like, the anniversary kind of, like, themes was, like, I guess at the time, what was it? The movie High School Musical was popular. So they had, like, a parade show stop for the anniversary year only. And they would play like a version of the what time is it? But it's like, oh, it's it's uh, the anniversary celebration, you know. <laughs> so they would do like a showstop with like a remix of that music, but like themed to the anniversary. And it was like really, really cool. And it was like special for that year, you know. And that was it was a really nice parade when it opened. Oh, yeah. I was, it's always I, I, fun. I always it's always fun that. when you parades come. Yeah, I was. I was just gonna say, I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and also for me, it kind of it marks like this is my fifth year in Japan. So I I moved here when happiness in here happiness is here started. Oh, that's right. So yeah. it's ending this year. So it's kind of like the end of an era for me in a little in a sense, like mm-hmm. being here for the full run of a show. It's your it's your anniversary too. Yeah, my fifth anniversary. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <sighs> All right, uh, moving on to Hong Kong now. Um, Hong Kong released some financial information. Uh, we'll go into too many details about it, but they're reporting losses. Uh, well, financially, they recorded some losses. They doubled. They have doubled the losses compared to their last fiscal year. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot. It's a shame uh, because it seems like they're doing everything right entertainment wise. But true. and like, like adding they're... new attractions and everything. So I hope but they're in a kind of like a tough spot, right? They're in between Shanghai, which just opened, and then they're they're next to Tokyo Disney Resort, right? So it's and when like the tourism to Japan has just been increasing, increasing, increasing. So it's like a really tough spot to be in. 
Yeah. And also too, they're they're spending money on the the big one point four billion dollar expansion. Right. So right. a lot of money is going into that too. So I think Hong Kong's gonna be in the red for a a while. <laughs> um but they did go up in attendance. Yeah, I think which that's is good. Great. Um so in fiscal 2017, they welcomed 6.2 million guests, which is which was an increase of 3% over 2016. And guest spending and hotel bookings also increased and bringing the total hotel occupancy close to 70%. See, see things things I think things will change in the future. And then all these improvements that they've been doing um also had an increase of 8% in revenue. So everything's going up, but they're still in the red. So hopefully this uh, changes over the next few years. I don't, they'll probably still be in the red next year, my guess. You know, with as much as they're investing, they might be in the red for now, but hopefully it'll slowly creep out of that. Or quickly um, creep out of that, even better. (laughs) Yeah. Um, out of that six was I what did I say six point two million guests one point six million of them were international guests yeah I which can... is a five percent uh-huh. increase over last year and yeah. most of these international guests are from Asia so like Japan Singapore and other Asian countries which makes sense um, I think a lot of them are from Japan yeah it's it's cheap to get there um, they have their own merchandise that is rivaling Tokyo Disney. And we know how much Japanese love the merchandise. Um, and also Hong Kong, keeps, Hong Kong is pumping out all this limited time stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's attracting a lot of um, the Japanese guests from here uh, because they're like, well, Tokyo Disney is doing the same Halloween again this year. Okay, well, I'm going to go to Hong Kong instead because they're doing something new. Right. So, I'm pretty sure that's probably what's happening. But we love you, Hong Kong. It's going to get better. <laughs> I think it will. I think it will. Because they're, they're doing everything right. So it should get better. Yeah. It's an investment. It's a definitely an investment on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to be there next week. So I'm going to check out, scope out the situation. Yay. <laughs> with Hong Kong. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I, I get to see the the New Year stuff just before it ends. So that's going to be nice. And also get to see what how, how the castle's doing. How that mm-hmm. good old castle yeah. transformation's coming along. <laughs> All right, so that's it for the news. Uh, let's talk about in the parks. <laughs> I got my lens cap back. Yay! I can't yeah. believe they found it. That was ridiculous. That was funny. Well, they knew it was in there. You know, and they have to they have to go around in the evening anyway. It's not like there's like this massive drain that goes into a sewer or something, <laughs> you know, where things would be lost forever. So, yeah, I, I wasn't too surprised that they found it. Um, but, yeah, it, it was painless to get it back. I just went to guest services at Disney Sea. Um, although the one woman... I don't know, like, maybe I I didn't speak Japanese properly or something, but mm-hmm. she thought I meant that I lost the lens. So she got out, like, the paper, and she started writing down and asking oh. me, like, where and when I lost it, and I had to stop her. I'm like, no, 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 I'm picking it up because yeah. you phoned me. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then she disappeared for five minutes, and then the girl that helped me before was there. Oh, cool. So she remembered me, and, of course, we got it back and everything, and... 
Yeah, it was it was actually dinged up a little bit, so it looks it might have oh, gotten run over by a boat. By the boats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's oh, no. okay. It has well, a story now. My it, lens it does. cap has it a has story. Like personality now, you know. Yeah, it went on Sinbad's voyage so many times. Survived. <laughs> yeah. Around and around. We don't know how many times that that lens cap went around the world <laughs> with Sinbad. We don't know. Only it knows. Too bad it can't talk. <laughs> um, and then also I bought a brand new shirt. I put it on Instagram and stuff. The all over crazy pattern shirt. Ooh. With like all the drawings of different characters from uh, the different uh, lands at Disney yeah. Sea and Disneyland. I thought the shirt was gone forever. Mm-hmm. But they still had some left. I was like, oh, I always wanted this. So I went to try it on. Um, this was at Disney Sea at uh Fiago's Clothers or whatever that the clothing restaurant or restaurant clothing store is called. Um, so I, I, I wanted to try it on, right? Because I wasn't sure if a medium or a large fit me. Mm-hmm. So I went in to the change room. Oh, my goodness. It felt like it was 30 degrees in that change room. Oh, no. I'm not even kidding. And I thought, this is disgustingly hot. Why is it so hot in here? Oh, that's weird. Like, it was just, it was, I was almost like it was in a sauna. So I was, like, trying on the clothes as fast as I could, which <laughs> didn't really help because it just made me hotter. Yeah. But it was just, like, oh, my God. The way they do heat in this country, I'm never going to get no, used man. to. It drives me crazy. It's either too hot or too cold. Like, there's no, there's no middle ground. And it's <laughs> usually too hot. <laughs> yeah. Like September, as soon as summer, like summer's over. Okay, well, heat's on. It's still twenty-five degrees outside. Right? Yeah. It's like, please no. And then you start getting sick because it's so hot and so stuffy. You're like, I gotta just five more minutes on this bus, five more minutes on this train. You know, but you start feeling so ill. You know, right? I I have a confession. There's a couple times when I was on the bus or Uh uh, during like, I want to say fall time. Yeah. And I had to take the bus. Well, I was supposed to take the bus. And I, I, I refused. I was like, you know what? It's too... The heat is on. Because I, yeah. I remember taking the bus to my train station. And the the heat was unbearable. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to walk home today. Because I cannot stand being in a bus that hot when it's not even cold. No. Drives yeah. me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's the story of my shirt. I got my shirt. I'm very happy with my shirt. Um, but you, 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 you did something different. I did do something different. I did something that I have been wanting to do for a few years now. And I'm I was jealous kind of, because I've been wanting to do it too. I really, really recommend it. So what, what is it? We did dining with the senses. Explain to me like someone who has no idea what dining with the senses is. What is it? And I think most people don't know because it's no. kind of like, it's really like a hotel run thing. Um, so I think they don't really advertise it so much on the main website. Maybe there is a portion that you can click on, but it's not like on the, like a big pop-up that pops up, right? So Dining with the Senses is something that they do, I believe, twice a year. I think in the autumn and in winter. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you basically dine while blindfolded. Uh, so it's, it's in complete darkness and, um, we weren't sure what to expect, uh, so I, I'm just going to kind of like walk through what it was like because uh, it, it's kind of a really interesting experience. One of my biggest worries was, are we going to use utensils? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, and, uh, so which uh, which hotel was this at? 
This was at Disneyland Hotel in the okay, banquet okay. dining area. Right. Okay. So what they do is they give you a time and um, you head over to the banquet area. You bring your ticket. Um, it does tend to sell out fast. So if you buy tickets, I recommend to buy them early. And um, we ended up buying, there's two types of tickets that you can get. One is which is a single ticket, which is um, 13,000 yen, which is about 130-ish dollars. And then there's a pair ticket which is 26,000 yen, which is about $260 US dollars around. Um, and the reason why um, we bought we bought pair tickets, and the reason why we bought pair tickets is because if you don't buy pair tickets, even if you come together with somebody else, um, you may end up sitting separately. So it's worth it to buy the pair tickets if you want to be sat together even though you can't see each other. Um, but you can talk to each other. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so what you do is you go and you go, um, they want you to come at, at least 15 minutes early because there is a little bit of a pre-show. And um, we got there and we checked in our, our uh, coats at the cloak check and, um, and our, any, anything big that we had. And then we, um, we went into the pre-show room and uh, the magical chef came out and he did his spiel and he was very funny and charming and uh, mysterious. Uh, and um, so we got a little intro that way and he kind of like let us know a little bit of wh about what to expect and to introduce himself. And after that, uh, we walk out to where cast members are all waiting. There's a lot of cast members involved, uh, all lined up, ready to, to kind of like guide you. Um, and they line you up and then um, they take you and uh, they will put a blindfold around uh, your eyes. Of course, if you have glasses, they'll give you a bag to put your glasses in. And um, then um, we put out our hands uh, once we... Uh, once they and they'll explain everything that's going to happen how they're going to walk us into the room and they take our hands and they say okay so that and if you're a pair your partner will put their hands on your shoulder and then they'll say look so that we don't bump into each other we're going to start with the right foot and they start you uh walking uh and walking towards the room and uh, walking towards your table and then they'll guide you to your chair and if you're with uh, somebody else um, uh, with a partner they'll guide the person to their seat and then they'll guide you to sit down and they'll place your bags and they'll say anytime you need anything please let us know if you, you know and we'll we'll help you out and um, then they, they kind of start walking you through what's going to happen and kind of telling you what's in front of you on the table. Like to your right, you're going to have your a wet towel uh, ready to go. You'll wear your wine glasses, um, where your water glass is, is about to be placed. And then they'll, they, they uh, kind of like uh, start leave to, to introduce other people into the area. So you can talk amongst yourself for a while. And um, then they, they bring in other people and you're sitting next to other people. And and it's so it's so very uh, Disney. So <laughs> you you actually have to introduce yourself to the people sitting next to you <laughs> while you're blindfolded. And you have to kind of like they, they're like, OK, so shake hands. And we're like ah, <laughs> reaching out in the darkness. And I'm like, I hope I don't touch anywhere strange. And then I found <laughs> the person sitting next to me. And I, I'm like, hi, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> You know, um, so that was very interesting. And uh, it's like a really interesting experience because you you really 
you know, you don't, you never, you're not ever in that situation where, you know, you, you're blindfolded, you're blindfolded, right? Um, and I, I thought it was going to be just like a, like a dinner, but it's actually kind of almost more of like a, like a show, right? So you have like this surround sound audio going around. You have, a coast, of course, the magical chef as your host introducing um, different things that are happening and introducing different dishes that are about to appear. And then in between um, courses, you'll have like different scenes from Beauty and the Beast playing around you. And uh, like different things will happen, like if it's like the be our guest, maybe the 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 feather the the feather duster girl will brush up against you, <laughs> you know, while you're sitting down or oh, that's during funny. yeah, like during like certain scenes where there's action, you'll like your seat will get bumped, you know, and it's it's really really fun. Um, and so for the dining itself, it was very interesting. So we they they'll bring like all of us. They're really quiet. <laughs> Okay, and maybe the music in the background is is like distracting, but they're really quiet. They're like really stealth. The servers, okay, they'll be like, oh, right in front of you right now is a plate, and you have to like reach out, and you're like, oh, okay, and like feeling the shape of the plate, and they're like, okay, there's like two uh, two um, like things on the plate that you can try, and um, they tell you like any directions that you might need to to eat it, like oh, it's it's on a spoon that you can just lift into your mouth. It's like an amuse bouche or this is like a finger food and then it gets to uh later the 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 kind of like the the real like dishes right and you do have to use utensils <laughs> <laughs> oh my and goodness. if you're worried um they do give you um like an, an apron like a bib to wear as well oh good when you first come in <laughs> uh but you do have to sign a release that uh there may be accidents you might spill something on yourself so just to sign oh, disney doesn't have to pay my dry cleaning or whatever <laughs> Fair enough. So, fair enough, right? Um, and um, so the utensils were challenging. <laughs> uh, and the guy, like, at one point, is like, look, if you need to touch on the plate to see if there's anything, you can do that. <laughs> I, I can just picture the cast members around looking at us, you know, while we're blindfolded eating. <laughs> Watching people, yeah. Oh my God. It must be so entertaining for them. That is uh, so funny. <laughs> And so you don't know what you're eating. They won't tell you what it is, okay. but they will ask you in between courses. So, hey, what do you think you ate? <laughs> you know, they'll pick random people uh, that are dining and they'll ask them. They'll give them the, the mic to, to speak and say, oh, I thought it was salmon or I thought it was this, you know. And um, so you, you'll get like kind of like these uh, in, in between uh, courses. Uh, they'll, they'll ask you different questions and they'll also change the wine and uh, wine pairings in between courses to match the food. Um, so um, that's another thing. So you have to be, to attend, you have to be 20 years or older uh, because that is the legal drinking age in Japan. And another thing is you cannot have any substitutions uh, for this dining experience. So uh, those are kind of like two of the big rules. Um, it, it was really, <laughs> like there's, um, there's different things, like there'll be different plates that you have to like, like take something like a topping and crumble it on top or pour something on top and you have to kind of like judge i hope i'm pouring it <laughs> in the right place um it was just it was a really it was a very well put together event like the way they do it and the entertainment aspect of it that kind of like surround sound going around the room um the the host uh the magical chef himself was very charming and funny 
and um, everybody was just so it was like it was like a really really like a Disney experience like everything was um, like more than you expect you know um, beyond Aww. expectations and I love um, that. <laughs> it, yeah that's Disney right and um, the food was amazing. It was so fun. It was so fun talking with the, the people around you, you know, next to you. Like, oh, what do you think it was? Oh, maybe it was this. Or, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was that, you know. And then at the end, they, they do keep it mysterious, right? So at the end, they're like, okay, we're going to leave now. Um, you are not going to see the people that were sitting next to you. So you can keep them like in your in your imagination. And, and maybe you'll meet each other outside one day. Who knows? But um, I thought that was kind of interesting, too. And even though they don't tell you what you're eating while you're eating it, you have to kind of like try to guess. Um, they uh, at the end will have a separate room where you can see all the dishes that were served. And it's really surprising. <laughs> like, I think the most surprising thing for me is the presentation of the food is really detailed and beautiful, <laughs> even though you can't see it. <laughs> uh, like, there was like one, um, one kind of like a, an appetizer before the meal begins, which is like these pickles, but they shape it into this beautiful rose which nobody sees while you're eating it. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh my gosh, it's so, it's so pretty, you know? I'm so, I'm glad, so glad we got to see it at the end. Um, and um, the one we went to was themed to Beauty and the Beast, but they have done other movies in the past. They've done Lion King was the one a couple of years ago. They've done, I believe, Aladdin. Um, who knows what next year's will be? Um, but it, it's just, it was just, such a great experience and as you're leaving they give you a a blindfold themed to the dinner that you went to so we got a beauty and the beast blindfold as a as a gift as we were going oh that's nice that sounds that sounds fun <laughs> a lot it's of really lot of fun. really i thought fun. it was i i've never done it so i just thought it was all about just you literally go there blindfolded eat some stuff and then call it a night that's kind of what my envisioning that's what I was envisioning. I, I did not kind know of. what to expect. I had no idea. But it's like it's like this entire experience. Um, so it was only in Japanese, correct? That's what I was about to say. So okay. it's only in Japanese. If you have a conversational understanding of Japanese, you should be fine. Um, as long as you can follow directions and understand if somebody is like telling you where something is, like on your right, on your left, um, and, and, and those kind of things, you should be pretty okay with conversational level Japanese. Okay, uh, so that'd be fine, yeah. If you speak only English or only French or only some other language, uh, it's going to be pretty difficult. I don't think you would be able to do it. Probably um, wouldn't enjoy it as much as you could no and you miss out on a lot of the banter like a lot of the 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 what the host is saying is really funny and charming and and great so you miss out on on that if you if you don't understand what he's saying which would be a shame uh there's also some photo opportunities involved as well but yeah you do need to know at least at least conversational level of japanese i would say and for tickets um how did you buy those like did you buy them from the convenience store yeah, I picked it up at, I think, Lawson, or my husband okay. picked it up at Lawson. And um, it has, it says on the website how to buy it. So I guess if someone's looking to, wanting to do maybe the next one, 
be best if you lived here and probably understood some Japanese. Um, if, if you're if you're just visiting, it's probably not worth the hassle. If you're visiting and you understand Japanese, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're visiting and you don't understand Japanese, I would say, uh, no, it's it's it would be pretty it would be pretty hard. Hmm. Um, well, um, people yeah. can live people can live vicariously through you. <laughs> well, I'm wondering, and and we if we have any listeners, I know for sure we have some listeners. Um, that live by the other Disney parks, like in, in California and in Orlando. I'm really, really curious, especially because Epcot has the Food and Wine Festival. Do they do anything like this at the other Disney parks? Or, like, not exactly, but something similar. Because I was thinking as we were dining, I, I was talking to my husband, I was saying, man, this would be so fantastic for the Food and Wine Festival. So I was wondering if they do do it. At, when I was living there, I don't think they did. But I'm curious if now, because I know they have so many events going on during the Food and Wine Festival, I wonder if they do do it. So if they do, let us know. I'm super curious. And um, and, and let us know what, what it's like if, in the States if they do do it. Sounds good to me. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to try the next one. The next time they advertise one, I think I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it this time. I kind of forgot about this one. And then, of course, it's sold out, right? So... You have to do it. I really, really oh, recommend okay. it. Like, I'm this definitely going to do it. Disney quality. Oh my goodness. Okay, that sounds like a lot of fun. Next time. Next time. All right. So um, let's talk about Cool Japan. Speaking of fun, right? Yes. Speaking of yes, fun. Yes. 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 How yeah. was Cool you, Japan? You and I have been busy doing all these different things. Yeah. What's going on, man? Our schedule, like, this is supposed to be the off season, isn't it? What's going yeah, on? We're, we're keeping busy. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh cool japan 2018 at universal studios japan wow that's all i can say it was fun it was ridiculously fun i am very impressed with usj and these type of things that they can pull off they're killing it man yeah they're they're doing a really good job so what cool japan 2018 is it's a limited time event they usually do it starting of January going until June. So it's quite long. And the reason why it's long is because they do limited time attractions. So, of course, they don't want to do it for three months if they're doing an overlay on a, on an attraction. They want to keep it for as long as they can, right? Mm-hmm, of course. So for this year, they're focusing on four, I guess, like very popular pop culture things in Japan. And some of this stuff is known overseas as well. Um, the Probably the biggest thing, at least for me, is the Final Fantasy series. Oh, for sure. So they have Final Fantasy in this. They also have Conan the Detective, which I don't think is really well known outside of Japan, unless you're really into like manga and stuff. But Conan the Detective is very popular in Japan. Um, it's about this high school kid that's a detective. And it's like this long-running manga series, anime series. There's video games. There's everything. They have everything. They have like a movie every year. My son's already going, I want to go to the Conan movie this year. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like Pokemon, right? It's, yeah, but with like little kids and murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like murder mystery type stuff. I really dig it. So, you know, the thing with that show, you know, my son is really into it. There was this one yeah. time where he got into like watching all 
of the episodes like online like i forgot it was netflix or what he was watching it through and these kids so the kid is like a high school student but he becomes a little kid somehow and um he's with he like he's always like at these murder scenes and the police are like oh yeah conan just you can check it out just be careful don't touch the evidence and i'm like you're letting all these little kids run around a murder scene i'm like what's going on (laughs) it's definitely interesting (laughs) But what do they have? They have like um one of those escape rooms, right? Yeah. So um, well uh, before before I get to that, uh, oh, yeah. the other Sorry. two um things they have is also there's a Sailor Moon attraction. Um, most people know what Sailor Moon is, or at least have an idea of what Sailor Moon is. Sure. Um, and then the uber popular video game Monster Hunter. Yeah, man. That is Monster that big. In, is that big, like in in North America or? Uh, I don't think so. Like people here, know it's so it. big. Yeah, and, like in Japan, people love Monster Hunter. There's always a new one every year, like a new video game coming out. It's kind of like Call of Duty. Yeah, I guess. Like I, I would say it's probably a like Call of Duty level, like compare, like uh, like popularity wise. Popularity wise, yeah. Like Call of Duty in North America is very popular. So, like, it's kind of like here, Monster Hunter, very popular. There's always a new game coming out. So I guess that's a good way to compare the two. Um, So all of these, these franchises, have some sort of attraction and merchandise and food. And they're all really well-themed to it. Well, oh my goodness, it's so good. The Um, merch is, is really good. It's running now until June 24th. So it's a very, like, it's six months, right? So it's it's short. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Where do I start? Uh, let's start with Final Fantasy. So Final Fantasy, um, they they have a VR roller coaster overlay on the um, Space Fantasy roller coaster. Um, and it's this VR experience where you're on a roller, like, it's this indoor roller coaster, and um, you wear a VR helmet, and you go through the story of Final Fantasy. Um, it has its own original story. I won't go into too many details, but you're wearing the helmet, and you go on the roller coaster, and you start flying through all the different worlds and stuff. Oh, wow. And it is so fun. And the fanfare in it is ridiculous. Like, if you're a fan of any of the Final Fantasies, this attraction is just full of, like, the music, the visuals, it's Final Fantasy to a T. Like it just, it just it was it was so much fun. I loved it. Um, even though I got a little motion sick, but that's okay. Um, you know, like Final Fantasy, like the battle scenes and stuff are very fast paced. So yeah. that's kind of what was happening in the in the VR roller coaster as we're flying through the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like a lot of fighting, explosions, and all this stuff happening. Um, in the area, they have. The, the background music was all the different music from all the different Final Fantasy games. Oh, my gosh. Which was just, it was so nostalgic for me because mm-hmm. I love Final Fantasy growing up. I played them, and I still love them to this day. So just hearing the music, it was just, it made me so happy. I was like, oh, my goodness, I love this so much. <gasps> um, and then they have this little booth that serves snacks, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy-themed snacks. So one is a thousand needle cactar churro (laughs) which so it's a long churro and it looks like a cactus because cactar Uh is a cactus in the game and has a little cookie on it and 
I've heard conflicting reports because I didn't think to ask the per- the um, like the staff members working what flavor it actually was. Mm-hmm. I've had people tell me it's green it's green apple. I we thought it was melon, and then someone else told me it was something else. So I don't actually know what flavor it was. <laughs> it just tasted like sugar, so you know whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they had a popcorn bucket. A, which is in the shape of a chocobo, which is um, one of the um, like birds from the game that yeah. you ride. And on top of that, it talked. Oh so my if God. you open its mouth, it made the noise that it makes in the game. My brother would kill for that. Which I thought was phenomenal. And then that got me thinking, what are they going to do for Super Mario World? So much! You know like, Super Mario World's going to be insane. Like... I was just like, we were brainstorming about like what kind of popcorn buckets they can make for Super Mario World. Like, how cool would it be if it was a popcorn bucket that was just the green pipe? Yeah. From Mario. That does and, a every time, sound. and every time you put your hand in there, it's like, doom, doom, doom. Yes. <laughs> like, something like that. Or mm-hmm. just a popcorn bucket that is the shape of a blue shell from Mario Kart. Yeah. Like, there's, the, the possibilities are endless. So, like, there's seeing so something much. like that is a good preview to what we can expect. With Super Mario World that's coming in 2020. So, <gasps> super excited. And the Final Fantasy merchandise is fantastic. They really went all out with it. It was like, of course, this is all officially licensed merchandise. Uh-huh. Um, so, there's there was stuff that had, uh, like it said, Final Fantasy, Universal Studios Japan on it. Um, I, I bought like a pass case and the clear file folders because kind of have to. Um, and... If you're a fan of Final Fantasy, you know that every game on the cover, it has a custom like custom artwork for the logo. Mm-hmm. They made custom a custom logo for the attraction. Of course. That's so the kind a, of level that they're doing, you know? So it has like this gorgeous artwork, and it says Final Fantasy XR Ride, Universal Studios Japan. Oh, I and love I thought, it. oh my goodness, that is gorgeous. I want that. So I bought almost everything I could that had the logo on it because I loved it that much. That's a must-have. And that's limited, and that's something you can only get right now. So, absolutely. So, I I had to buy it. You have to. Um, So, yeah, that that was the Final Fantasy stuff. That was probably my favorite stuff of it all. Um, Then there was the Conan the Detective stuff. We didn't do this because, um, as you mentioned, it was an escape room. And it's this one is an extra charge. So, everything else... In Cool Japan is included with your day ticket, but the mm-hmm. Conan the Detective Escape Room is an extra 3,000 yen. Okay. Which we didn't want to do because the three of us, myself, Matt, and uh, our other friend, we weren't, like, none of us are big Conan fans. Right. So we're like, well, it's not really worth for all of us to pay for it. Exactly. Yeah, that's So we true. thought, no. And it takes time out of your day, you know, if, it, you're, if you want to yeah. do other attractions. So what, like, what you had to do was to, you had to start out with collecting clues from around the park, which I thought was actually kind of cool. Ooh. So you got, like, this pamphlet, and it had, you know, you're kind of, like, trying to solve a crime, right? Yeah. So you go and you find all these clues throughout the park. Then you go into the escape room with these clues that you found. And then go from there. Uh, so it sounded like a lot of fun. So if you're a fan of Conan the Detective, it sounded like it'd be a lot of fun. Um, to my knowledge, though, or no, um, I asked the girl that was mm-hmm. working, and I asked her if it's available in English, and she said no. Yeah, probably not. 
so um, if you want to do it, just know that it's only in Japanese. Um, so you're going to have to be able to read it, unfortunately. For sure. Um, my, it's something my son would love. Yeah, it, it looked like fun. Like if you're a fan of it, like it, I just didn't want to pay the extra. No, and, uh, and the time out of the day is really hard, too. Yeah. Um, the other thing was the Sailor Moon, but uh, it didn't actually it doesn't start until later in March for some reason. Bummer. Um, but they're doing a 4D movie in one of the, the movie theaters. Uh, okay. So they're doing like this 4D experience. So it's going to be Sailor Moon, of course, and the Sk- Sailor Scouts. And you're going to be in, a, in a, this 4D theater. And it's supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to save the universe. You know, the whole Sailor Moon shtick, you know. Um, and of course, they're, they're, there's merchandise. I think it's already out along with um, special food and stuff that you can get at different restaurants. Cool. Which is really cool. Oh, and there's also a Conan the Detective restaurant. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, there's a full restaurant, limited time restaurant for Conan the Detective. Um, and then there's Monster Hunter, which we did do. So there was, it's called Monster Hunter the Real, is what it was called. What is that? Isn't that like a, a theater show too? It was, how do I explain it? It was a virtual experience. Okay. So what did uh, you go in and you're given a cube that you wrap around your hand, which is really like, so this cube attaches to your, to your, your wrist and you put your hand in the cube and the cube has the, has four sides on it. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Yeah. Four sides. And then um, what happens is you're put into a group of about six people, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, everyone gets this like debrief on, you know, you're a monster hunter, you get to choose your weapon and we're going to go fight monsters. And like all the cast members are dressed as like, like they are from the game. So, okay. so, so if you're a fan of monster hunter, you're going to love the costumes all the cast members are wearing because they're like decked out in like this armor and all this kind of stuff, which is really cool. And, um, and if you can speak any level of Japanese, if you listen to them talk, they're talking like they're from the game. Uh, so they're using like very like casual Japanese or like really like fantasy type Japanese that a normal person would never use. Yeah. So like it was, it was really cool to hear that kind of stuff. Um, but the cool thing with this Monster Hunter, while the cast member was speaking, like they're only speaking Japanese, there was a screen that had that was explaining everything in multiple languages. Oh, cool. So I was explaining it in English, Korean, and Chinese. Nice. Which I thought was really cool. Um, so then what happens, you go into um, go into the like this big room. They explain the rules, blah, 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 how to choose your weapon and stuff. And then you go into another room and like a big gigantic room where everyone's gathered. And then all of a sudden, like the monsters are coming. So then um, each group gets like this other monster hunter runs in from the other room and tells you to follow him as fast as you can. So then we all start running and we run down a hallway Then we get into this gigantic open room and we have to stand on these little like circles and we're in front of this gigantic screen and we can see ourselves on the screen and the guy starts yelling at us to choose our weapon. So beforehand they told us um, there's four positions to put our hands and when you do that it changes to a different weapon. So, like, if I put my hand in front of my chest, I got, like, a sword in my left hand and a shield on my right hand. 
Now, if I put my hand up, I got like this gigantic lance. And if I put it like straight out, I got like this gigantic like grand sword. And if I put it like out to my side, I got like a, a Gatling gun or something. That's so cool. So you do that and you like lock it in. So then once it locks, you can move your hand around and it looks like you're holding it on screen. And then all of a sudden monsters start coming in like on the screen and stuff. And you're supposed to like pose and like try and fight the monsters, like just kind of swing your arm around and stuff and hit mm-hmm. them. And then it starts taking your photo. That is so it's like you're in the game. Yeah, essentially, that's what it is. And then you do that about four times, like different monsters and you, and you get to reset and t- pick up a different weapon and stuff. And then when you're done, um, you go and they give you free digital downloads of the photos they took. So they take photos of you. And you're, like, standing there with, like, your, your weapon and everything, which is really cool. That's so awesome. It was so fun. And um, they also give a free download code for some um, quest for the new Monster Hunter World game. So Ooh. if you're a player of that, um, you get something free for that, which I thought was pretty cool. That's pretty rad. And there's so many people in Japan that play that game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the food... <laughs> They had the biggest chicken leg I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Wait, bigger than the the other like things that they've had in the past? Because they have some pretty big, like, is it turkey legs or chicken legs? I don't know. I can't remember if it was turkey big. or chicken, but it was 2,000 yen. That's what? how big it was. It, <laughs> oh, it was no. gigantic. It's supposed to represent, you know, because you can cook meat in the game uh-huh. so it's supposed to represent this oversized like chicken leg or whatever it is that thing was huge oh my gosh it was so it was funny and then um well like i i, I didn't buy that because i didn't really want to i should have but whatever um i opted for this potion instead potion so it was called good. it was the stamina drink and it was a cafe au lait with honey and matcha huh and so it was a hot drink, but it came with two containers. So like, and it had like little symbols on the containers from the game. So one like increases like your stats or whatever, right? Because that's what you do in the game. Mm-hmm. And so the one had the the honey and the latte in it, and the matcha. Mm-hmm. And this little cup had like little pieces of candy in it. And I thought, well, what do you do with like? Why do I have this? And the cast member told me like you mix it in. I'm like okay. So I open up the lid. I pour it in and they're pop rocks oh. so what happens is it starts making the drink bubble like a potion oh i love it so i have like this bubbling latte <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was so cool i'm like that makes sense because potions usually like they're supposed to bubble it sounds so, I so thought delightful that was, that was brilliant i thought yeah that was so cool <laughs> uh like and yeah, so that's pretty much it for cool Japan, like the stuff that they're doing. Um, I would like to go back and do the Sailor Moon stuff because I I quite enjoy Sailor Moon. You have to go for that and the new parade. Yes, oh, the parade starts in March, doesn't it? Right. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going like to be amazing. New... Yeah, I don't know what to expect with that. I really don't. From like the description, it sounds really cool. Yeah, it's supposed to be, there's going to be Harry Potter in it and Transformers, which is odd. 
because there's no Transformer attraction in our Universal Studios. So I wonder if that's foretelling. Yeah. Um, And there's Jurassic Park and stuff, too. Um, I am surprised that they're putting Harry Potter in it, though. Why? Because I know J.K. Rowling is very strict on how you use her characters. Like, that world, right? Uh So, like, the fact that it's going to be outside of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter... They must have paid a lot of money for that or something. Something sure. went down somewhere. And I'm sure the quality is going to be really good. So It has to be. It has, yeah. like, if, like, if, like, I'm pretty sure they probably had to get J.K. Rowling's blessing or her sure. approval. So whatever they're doing must be good mm-hmm. if J.K. Rowling allows that. I'm just assuming here. I have no idea. I don't have any insider knowledge or anything. I'm just guessing. Um, but, yeah, excited for that. Um so yeah, for the uh, the cool Japan stuff, we did get the Express Pass. Yeah, we I did would it recommend for, that for sure. We did it for Final Fantasy and Monster Hunter, which was definitely worth it. The Final Fantasy attraction was like a three-hour wait otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Monster Hunter was about 90 minutes. So the Express Pass, so we got the two, which I believe was about $25. Yeah. Totally worth it. It really was worth it. Absolutely. Did not have to wait or anything. So I'm not afraid to pay if it means I don't have to wait. Express Pass makes things so much easier at that park. It really does. It's just it's just the way it is. Um, but we didn't do fast or we didn't do Express Pass for Flying Dinosaur. So our tactic this time was instead of going to Wizarding World of Harry Potter right at open, mm-hmm. we went to Flying Dinosaur right at open. Guess what? We walked right on. Awesome. Because the Wizarding World at the end of the day empties out. Oh, yeah. It's gets, like it's dead in right. the evening. Um, so like with the Flying Dinosaur, we all did the standby line. Or sorry, not standby. The single rider line. Oh, yeah. That, that ride has single rider. So... The standby time said 60 minutes, and mm-hmm. the um, the uh, single rider was 30, but we literally walked on. We were the only people in it awesome. at the time. So this was at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., whatever time the park opened. So we conquered that right away, and that attraction can get up to five hours on busy days. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I was very happy with the five minutes. So... Um, do that if you if like if you really really want to do flying dinosaur, which I think you should. Any roller coaster fan should do it. Yeah. Um, do like first thing in the morning, single rider line. Do it. You won't regret it at all. Um, I also saw the the winter projection show for How the Harry that? Potter. It was fine. I don't know. I I, I wasn't like blown away by it, but it was pretty. It was very pretty. It's very short. It's like five minutes. It's like an atmosphere thing. Yeah. They do it in the evening. I think the last hour the park is open. They do it like four times. Cool. Like it, it was a nice way to close the evening out because mm-hmm. they don't do fireworks or anything like that in the evening. Right. Uh, so, you know, having something like that. Like, it wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't like, oh, my goodness, I want to see that again. But it, it was nice. It was a nice way to close out the evening. Also, it was very Christmassy feeling. So, for me, Christmas is over. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so it kind of it felt a little weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is very Christmassy, but it's 
February. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that might have been part of it too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I believe I believe it's ending in March anyway. Well, kind of has to. You can't keep can't keep the Christmas thing going into summer. <laughs> That'd be really weird. Yeah. But yeah, overall though, I had a, we had a great time at Universal Studios. Um, we stayed at the Port Universal Hotel, Universal Port Hotel. I can never get the name right. How was it? It was fantastic. It was better than the other hotel that we stayed at last time, which was closer. Oh wow! Uh, so last time we stayed at the. Um, the Kahan Hotel, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the Art Deco Hotel, which is very dated. Like it, it was like for the price, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's, just, it's a little dated. It's clean and everything, but dated. This other hotel, the Hotel Universal Port, it's a about a five minute walk, not even a five minute walk from the station. Like it's yeah. it's pretty close, like across the street. So uh, yeah, maybe three minutes, whatever. Um, that's where all the minion rooms are. Like, cool. they have minion hotel rooms and stuff, but we didn't get that. Um, gorgeous hotel. You definitely get what you pay for. It's really, like, in a good way. It's good. Uh, we paid about, I want to say, $150 a night. That's not bad. Which is really good. Um, and they also have, um, as they advertise it as, Osaka's number one breakfast buffet. <laughs> what was in the and, breakfast buffet? <laughs> and we did it both mornings because, no, like typically I'll do a breakfast buffet once. I'm like, eh, okay, that's fine. I don't need to do it again. No, no. I need to do this twice. What? what? Okay, so it what made it the best? Good. What made it so good? They had this delicious steak that was delicious. <laughs> I don't know how else <laughs> to put it. It was. It was so good. Oh, my goodness. They had... So, it was like fresh steak, and the chef cuts it up into mm-hmm. little cubes, puts it on the plate, and there's, like, some potatoes on it. And then they have, like, this nice ginger sauce that goes on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. It was delicious. Like, that alone was worth the price. Yeah. And we paid about $25 per person. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, as a hotel guest, you got, like, a little discount. A okay. $5 discount. Yeah. So, like, this buffet, anyone can go to it. Yeah. So you don't you don't have to be a hotel guest. So if you're if you're not staying at that hotel but want a breakfast buffet, I recommend it. It's called Rico's. So good. And they have everything. They have traditional Japanese breakfast and also Western style breakfast. And they have like coffee machines and juices and yogurt and they have this like really delicious mixed juice. Which I was told is famous in Osaka. I didn't know this. Oh, cool. And so I had like five glasses of that because it was so good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like they had everything. Like whatever you wanted, they had it. It was like I've never had a buffet that like a breakfast buffet that good before. And dare I say it was better than Chef Mickey's. (laughs) Oh, at Disney Ambassador Hotel. Shots fired. Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. I would I would eat there again in a heartbeat. No question. Wow. So next time you go, go eat there. Okay, go to Rico's. (laughs) Yes, so good, so good. That hotel was really nice. I really enjoyed it. And like another weird thing with the hotel or like the USJ. Yeah. They're building more and more hotels. Like they aren't messing around over there. Heck like, yeah. 
so they're building a like they're building a hotel right beside Hotel Universal Port that's going to be opening in June and it's another tall like skyscraper type hotel like they have like five or six right at USJ already but they're adding more good for them and another hotel just opened a few months ago I believe and it's and it's attached to the train station so you literally just walk out of the ticket gates and you're at the hotel and what they did with this hotel, I can't remember the name. I should have looked it up, but whatever. <laughs> um, it is themed, well, like, quote, unquote, themed to a traditional Japanese yokan hotel. See, that's meaning, such a good idea. Meaning the hotel rooms have tatami mat floors, which, yeah, which is a fantastic idea because tourists love that. Yeah, right? So, like, that is, to me, that is very smart. Very smart, especially tapping into uh, all the tourism that's happening, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people want to experience that kind of thing. And if it's kind of like two birds, one stone, like, I get to go to USJ, but I also get to stay in, a, like, a traditional-style Japanese hotel. Well, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, why not? And on, like, on the rooftop, there's actually a um, onsen, a public bath. On the rooftop, an open-air onsen on top of this 20-story building. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's it's an exciting time to be a theme park fan in Japan. It really is. With all these things happening. Despite, you know, some some of the gripes we do have, but for the most part, it's it's pretty good. We can't complain too much. Universal's killing it for sure. They're doing such a great job. They really are. Cool Japan is definitely worth it, especially if you're a fan of the, any of these franchises. It's worth it. Um, but just do know the Conan thing is an extra charge, and the other uh, the other three, Final Fantasy, Sailor Moon, and Monster Hunter, are included with your park ticket. Park ticket. Um, but you can buy the Special Express Passes if you like. Which kind of this kind of leads to the listener question. Um, I, I've had a few people actually ask this, like, what do you recommend for a hotel at Universal Studios Japan? So I've only done two right at Universal Studios Japan, uh, the Hotel Keikon, which is uh, as I mentioned, the Art Deco, and then the one we just stayed at, the Hotel Universal Port. Mm-hmm. Stay at the Hotel Universal Port. It's a little bit more, but the quality is much better. Like it's. It's modern, it's very nice, and if you're a fan of Minions, well, you know, <laughs> there's Minions everywhere in that hotel, um, which some people may not like, I don't know. I, I know some people don't like Minions, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I would recommend that one. I, I think it's reasonably priced for what you get. It's nice. <laughs> very cool. Um, and then, going to the park tip... Buy your tickets through Kluke. Seriously. Um, And also your Express Passes, because they do have the cool Japan Express Passes on Kluke as well. They make it so easy to buy them, uh, because we've mentioned this many times before. The Universal Studios Japan website does not sell Express Passes or their tickets online in English. It's only in Japanese. So definitely buy them through Kluke. And if you just go to tdrexplorer.com slash kluke, 
K-L-O-O-K. That'll take you to the homepage of Kluke, and you can you know navigate navigate your way there to the tickets. And then you can use our special discount code K-L-K-T-D-R-E-X. Again, K-L-K-T-D-R-E-X, and you'll get $4 US off your very first purchase with Kluke. And it does help keep the website running, the podcast running, all that fun stuff. So, yeah. It's so easy, you guys. Like, you just... It's it's all in English. You can just print it at home, you know, and do it mm. early would be the other half of the tip, right? Yes, do it at least a month in advance. Right, because uh, I think they that's do when they sell go on out. sale. Yeah, the, the, the Express Passes do sell out. Uh, tickets, not so it much, but... It should be okay, but... Yeah, just, just buy it. Just do it early, yeah. Buy it anyway. Do it anyway. But yeah, Express Passes, do it at least a month in advance. Uh, like as soon as they're available, buy them, so then that way you're guaranteed to get them. Um, they, they have a whole bunch of Express Passes, too. Um, and there's also like a... I think it's called the Royal Pass, which oh, is essentially that? you get to ride everything without waiting. Cool. Yeah, so go and check that out. It's tdrexplorer.com slash kluke. Oh, man, we talked about a lot today, didn't we? There was a lot to. There was surprisingly a lot to talk about. There was. Universe to Japan changes to the passes at here in Tokyo, and then you're dining with the senses experience. So jealous, by the way. You'll get to do it soon. Do the yes, next, next one. Time. You'll love it. Next time. You'll love it. Because okay. I think a lot of people like say like I was so I was so nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's it gonna be like? You know, um, is there utensils? What what do we do? Yeah, what's gonna happen? Uh, but well, now you know. Don't be worried. It's it's a it was so so great. Like Chris, you're gonna love it. So I something to look forward to. Can't wait! Can't wait! Can't wait! Okay, okay I'll try it. next time. I'll try it for sure. <sighs> All right, so that's that that's our show. A little bit longer than usual, but hey, that's okay. I, I don't think our, our listeners will mind. <laughs> um, if you haven't already, make sure you rate, review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and also subscribe to us. If you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? Hit that subscribe button and subscribe to us so you don't miss a thing. Send us your questions and suggestions to contact at tdrexplorer.com, and we may get that on the show. And make sure you tell everybody about us. If you're planning a trip to Japan with a friend, well, send them the podcast so you have something to talk about. <laughs> uh, you can find us on our website. Everything we talked about here is on our website, tdrexplore.com. And you can find us on pretty much all the social media everywhere. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram at tdrexplore. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash tdrexplore. We're also on Pinterest. We're on Pinterest, too. So you can follow us there. Are you on there. Pinterest? Yes, I'm on Pinterest. I'd like to do the pinning or whatever it's called, Ooh. whatever the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even that old. I'm talking like I'm old. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we're on Pinterest. It's fun. Um, oh, and remember the book? May, uh, May. March, March 15th. March 15th is when the book is coming out. So get mark, ready. Mark it on your calendars, you guys. Yes, mark it on. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. All right, I'm one of your hosts, Chris, Chief Content Editor for TDR Explorer, and I do a lot of stuff, you know. And joining, as always, is the gorgeous Patricia. I'm Trish. I kind of want to eat blindfolded every night now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to recreate the experience for my child, uh, but I'm going to make it like 
kids' dishes because we, we got to take the, some blindfolds home. So he he's like in love with the blindfold, by the way. So I'm going to blindfold him and I'm going to be like, oh, the next dish, what could it be? It's the same thing prepared three different ways. And it'll be like curry or something like that. Frozen curry, <laughs> you know, curry, <laughs> curry roll bread or something like that. It'll be like, mommy, you're so crazy. Please stop. So um, I'll let you know how that turns out. And um, you guys, you can follow me at Dream Sweets Love on Twitter and on Instagram. And you guys keep exploring. All right, explorers. Till next time.